1: To Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus.
0: To the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for listening today. We're glad that you're joining us. And uh, we've got a great show today, as usual. Today we're going to be focusing on the eleventh step, sought through prayer and meditation, looking at this whole concept of prayer and meditation and how it works and uh, how we can use that opportunity for communication with our higher power to keep us growing spiritually, so again, glad you're listening and thank you so much for letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your unity community and your other spiritual communities know about spirit of recovery. We love broadcasting on the topic of recovery and spirituality. Unity.fm, Unity Online Radio is always innovating and uh, their latest innovation is that you can now listen to Unity FM programs on your mobile listening device. So if you go uh, actually right now on the website, you can probably see that button. I believe it's a blue button that um, will connect you and tell you all about that and how that works. Also remember that we've got archives of all of our programs over the last year and we invite you to go into the Spirit of Recovery archives on uh, unity.fm and download those archives and listen to all the great programs we've been bringing you through the year. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. We always bring you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. If you're a person that's in recovery yourself from any kind of an addiction, or if you're a family member of somebody that's in your own recovery as a family member, or you're simply a family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, whether or not they're in recovery, uh, or you're just looking for more information about this recovery process, you're just curious, we're glad that you're with us today, and you are welcome to join in our discussions and uh, to email us or to call in with your comments or questions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and an addictions counselor. I've been walking this uh, recovery path of, as a family member for 30 years and it's been a, and still is a wonderful, important part of my life and my spirituality. I uh, combine the unity principles with the recovery principles and that keeps me growing. So I am just delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you about spirituality and recovery, and also to hear what you're experiencing in your corner of that world and what's happening in your life. Know again that you're always welcome to call in during the second or third segments of the show, and that number is 888-558-6489. We welcome your comments or your questions. For the guest and also you can email us. We get that at any time during the program at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. So today our topic is sought through prayer and meditation. That's the 11th step, that idea of making conscious contact with our higher power. We know that that daily contact is essential for high quality living that that daily contact opens us to a deeper understanding of ourselves and gives us the strength to grow from challenges. I've got as my guest today, Paul Timon. Paul is a unity minister. He's also a person who's in a recovery process, and he has been consciously developing his spiritual understanding and his conscious contact with spirit for over 65 years. Paul is a student of the perennial philosophy, for many years, he's taught spirituality classes in a recovery treatment setting. He leads silent meditation retreats for recovering people. He helps recovering people deepen and expand their understanding of spirituality. Also, Paul, for several years, um, was a student and studied with, with Father Thomas Keating and um, Paul has a lot to share with us. He's got a lifetime of experience, and uh, and we're just so glad that he's with us. So, Paul, welcome today to Spirit of Recovery. We're glad you're here. Thank you. And, Paul, I know uh, you uh, shared with us really a, a year ago here on the program. It was a wonderful program, and I'm so glad to have you back. And you told us a wonderful story at that time about uh, a spiritual experience that you had um, actually during the midst of war. And uh, if you'd be willing to share a little bit of the highlights of your story about a spiritual awakening um, at that point, would you be willing to share that with us right now?
2: Well, I'd be happy to. It, uh, It happened so many years ago, but the intensity of the experience were so great that it's something that one never forgets when uh, one has a, an awakening or an epiphany of the intensity that I had. But uh, during the Second World War, I uh, I was a, uh, a private in the Marine Corps. I had forfeited a uh, uh, ship in the Army because. Uh, At my age, I thought I'd best get into where the action is. So uh, you know how uh, just young 20-year-olds want to get into the action. So I volunteered in the Marines and I went through a number of campaigns in the South Pacific, uh, culminating in the final campaign on Okinawa. And uh, while I was on Okinawa, it just... Uh, it was such an intense experience to see the carnage and, and the uh, uh, difficulties that people were having and uh, killing one another, and it just didn't make sense to me. But when the, uh, uh, when the campaign was over and uh, all of the troops were mustering in the South Pacific to invade Japan, Harry Truman, the president at the time, decided to drop the atomic bomb, uh, and uh, that ended the war. And uh, the division that I was in, the 1st Marine Division, was sent to uh, Peking in China to uh, uh, round up the remaining Japanese that were there from the Manchurian invasion and send them back home. So while I was there, uh, I happened to be uh, celebrating my 23rd birthday, and I I had a mentor, a beautiful woman who was my chemi- chemistry and physics teacher in high school, and uh, she kept in touch with me, and she knew that in spite of my uh, interest in engineering and the sciences, that I also had a... A pension for uh, exploring the uh, religion and philosophy and that, that field. So she sent me Aldous Huxley's book, The Perennial Philosophy. And uh, uh, while I was reading that book, uh, I could not understand the phrase that was being used there, that Huxley used. And he kept referring to the ground of all being. And of course, being uh, an engineering graduate and having all those scientific courses, I immediately tried to relate it to, uh, you know, molecular structure, cellular structure, atoms, neutrons and electrons and all of that kind of stuff. But I would lay the book down and I'd pick it up the next day and and start reading the introduction again. And that phrase just kept haunted me almost and I carried it around with me for I don't know how many weeks and finally one day when I started to read it again I had this phenomenal light experience where the everything about me uh, became uh, uh, light and I could see the presence in every created manifesting around me and I went around in that state of awareness for off and on for about two or three weeks. uh, It was that experience that finally led me to believe that, uh, you know, not only believe, but also to know that God's presence is everywhere and this uh, higher power, as is referred to in the uh, 12-step program, is a reality and not only uh, an intellectual concept. So from that time on, I began exploring, uh, you know, the avenues that I could pursue after the after I was discharged from the wounds. I knew that one of the things that that people in uh, in the path have to do is to serve humanity, and I I thought with my background in the in development of natural resources, I could do that, and so I engaged in that. Uh, corporate uh, world to, to develop natural resources, but I always had as an avocation the pursuit of uh, the awarenesses of the presence of God and the realities, and I wanted to find out uh, in all the world's great spiritual traditions what the common denominators were. And over the past 65 years, I, you know, I have come to know that. I've uh, had extensive studies in hagiography and philosophy, and uh, even though I've never uh, pursued those vocationally, uh, when I retired from the corporate world after 35 years, I uh, decided to uh, sort of formalize my education, and that's when I went to Unity to become a minister. And uh, again, I did not wish to... uh, Pursue the traditional path of ministry because I was so intensely involved in uh, the meditative process because even though, you know, you mentioned none of it, initially uh, you, uh, you combine unity principles with the principles of the 12-step program. And one of the five basic teachings of unity, of course, is the, uh, the statement that, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. And that is a relevant component of mental prayer. And at that level, at the level of mind, it is very effective because uh, it deals with uh, primarily the psychological elements of uh, the mind, and it does change the world that we create through our mind. But beyond the mind, uh, there is uh, a reality of the soul. Uh, I think Edna St. Vincent Millay, the uh, uh, poet from New England, in her poem, uh, Renaissance, uh, puts it very uh, succinctly. She says, the world is as wide as the mind is wide, but above the world there is the sky, and it is the soul that splits the sky in two and lets the face of God shine through. So there are realities. You know, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about the great reality. And as is the case in many of the uh, statements that have an influence for spirituality in the big book, they capitalize uh, the words like great reality and the path and... Uh, and the world of spirit and consciousness and so forth. And so knowing that the that there are almost an infinite number of realities and that every individual can only uh, avail themselves of the reality depending on the state of consciousness they have developed. And so seeking through prayer and meditation and dealing with not only the psychological but a higher spiritual elements of that process and eventually getting into silent meditation allows us to tap into the awareness of the presence of the consciousness of God. And if you've recalled in the big book, it says when that presence, when that presence of that consciousness becomes the most important factor of our lives, then we know why faith is so important. And that's an important statement because uh, it is an element beyond reason. It is faith, it is knowing the unknowable, and uh, it's just an amazing experience to have. And that's why I continue, uh, even though I'm pushing 90, I still love to hold these silent retreats. Is that a is that a thumbnail sketch?
0: <laughs> I think so. I think so. That's incredible. I just like that to tell our listeners too before we go on that you are in the Rocky Mountains and that a snowstorm's coming in. So if they can really be patient, we can hear you pretty clearly, but it may be a little blurry. So just know that it's going to snow in the Rockies. So if we're getting a little interference with our connection, know that's what it is. So yeah, that's that's uh, really something. Paul, you've, as you said, you've really pursued this idea and pursued the experience of, of having that conscious connection. What? Uh, this may seem like a silly question, but what value is it to people to uh, experience the presence of God as part of recovery or as anybody as part of their life? What difference does it make?
2: Well, right. the you you use the word value, and I think that in in essence we all look for meaning and value and uh, and awareness of uh, we all look for answers to the question of who are we? Why are we here? What is our purpose? And in that context, we look for value and meaning. The more that uh, an individual taps into. Uh, that consciousness, that level of being and that awareness, the more everything uh, just unfolds. You replace uh, judgment with discernment. You simply know. You open up faculties within you, uh, intuitive faculties, that you know, that you know, that you know, and you don't have to engage the egoic mind uh, in order to uh, use the human judgments uh, that are generally accompanied by uh, you know condemnations or value systems that are not of the highest order. so the, the further we tap into uh, the that consciousness of a higher power, the more things just go on automatic uh, as uh, my friend Thomas Geek says the first, the thing that happens when you pursue a lot of silent meditation is that the quiet mind enables the unconscious mind to come to the surface. And in that process, all the things that we have buried in the unconscious because of our inability to handle them in our childhood or in our life situations, it all surfaces to be healed And if we just sit through those in our periods and allow, accept them, allow them to come through, they eventually will heal. It's kind of, it's it's like you hear many people in uh, AA talk about uh, the craving for alcohol leaving them. It just is by by a process of grace. uh, Paul, we're going to have to take
0: take a break. We'll be back.
2: Okay.
0: We'll be right back.
3: Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support.
4: Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith, I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free.
5: This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com.
3: Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepherd's new program on Unity Online Radio?
5: Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine
3: question-and-answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists discussing things like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care.
5: Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right?
3: Oh, no, no, no. He has a list of upcoming guests that sounds like a roll call of the Interfaith Council. Rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a topic and let them go for it. Imagine having a rabbi and a Catholic priest talking about Jesus as a Jew. Or asking a biblical literalist to explain creationism to a liberal Christian Bible scholar.
5: This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights?
3: (laughs) If I know Dr. Tom, he'll keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa,
5: I gotta hear this. When and where?
3: The program is called Let's Talk About It. And it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So, let's talk about it.
5: Definitely, let's.
1: You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., if you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at SpiritOfRecovery@unity.fm. at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery.
0: Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is the 11th step, sought through prayer and meditation. And my guest is Paul Timon. Paul is a unity minister. He's, uh, for over 60 years, been uh, developing his conscious contact with spirit. He is in a recovery process himself. He uh, teaches retreats and leads retreats, silent retreats, for recovering people and other people. And he is a person who definitely believes in and experiences the power of spirit in his life. But before Paul and I continue our conversation, I invite you to join me as we take a very brief moment to center ourselves in the peace of mind and in that openness to our higher power in our Serenity Minute. So I invite you to share with me this constructive idea. I breathe and I let my mind rest in my awareness of God. I breathe. I let my mind rest in my awareness of God. Thank you for joining me in this Serenity Minute. And I trust that you had a moment of relaxation and opening and refreshing. We're back now to our topic, the 11th step, sought through prayer and meditation with my guest, Paul Timon. So, Paul, right before the break, you were telling us about how what happens uh, in meditation is really a process of grace, is that when we spend that time in the silence and allow ourselves to open up, that things will bubble up and also things can be healed. Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Well, in the context of the uh, 12-step program, you find throughout the big book, statements that uh, <clears throat> tell us that we have to surrender. Uh, in the fifth chapter, it says we have to let go absolutely, and then throughout the uh, book, it makes references to uh, letting go, letting God, and, and uh, turning ourselves to our will and our lives over, and then it concludes... Uh, The book concludes with the statement that we have to abandon ourselves. Now, what does that mean, really? Uh, Until people begin to realize that that there are many selves, that they have a self uh, that is largely uh, developed because of survival techniques. It's our human condition. And and that varies, and and that creates personalities. In Hinduism, uh, that is the Maya. That is the illusory part of of our being. Uh, The word uh, personality, uh, as you recall, comes from the Latin persona, which means mask, and we wear these many masks. Our personalities, that self that we generally refer to uh, when we say I, is our conditioned self what we've been taught we are? What we've been taught the world is. Uh, I always use the example that when I was growing up, uh, learning how to uh, speak. When I uh, somebody uh, pointed to the dog and pointed to me and said dog, 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 and I said dog, and then when a the cat walked by, I uh, I said dog, and they said no, no, cat. So, you know, that to me is an example of how we are uh, label-oriented. We give uh, people uh, definitions and labels and say things are that way. Uh, Ramakrishna, in his book, The Awakening of Intelligence, says, the minute we tell a child that that is a bird, we lose the entire mystery of the divine elements of, of that creature that has been created as we do with all of creation. So the pursuit of the awareness of God within the manifest world is is kind of shrouded by the fact that we develop this personae which masks our reality. Now the other reality that we have is a spiritual reality that is that divine essence within us. Uh, Meister Eckhart, the founder of German mysticism, said that the seed of God is in every individual. And given a good farmer, it has no choice but to become that which it is. An apple seed will become an apple, a pear seed will become a pear tree, and a God seed will develop God-like qualities." And is tapping into abandoning the personae, the personality, and accepting the divinity within us, uh, as as Paul says in uh, Colossians. As you know, I will reveal to you the secret withheld from you for the ages. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, those that metaphor of, of the Christ uh, is that divine essence within us that can relate to our uh, consciousness of that presence that you referred to that we can tap into by quieting the mind, by, uh, by realizing in the silence and in the stillness that we are part of this vast, infinite, eternal essence that we call the higher power or the God. Paul, a lot of
0: people uh, in recovery, even people that have. Been in recovery for a long time. Get hung up on the eleventh step. They're like, "How how do I get my mind quiet? I want to experience all this, but I don't know how. My mind races like a gerbil on a wheel. So, how do you meditate? How does a person meditate? How do we get quiet? Or or is that meditation? I don't know. Tell us.
2: <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, language is really uh, inadequate. I think one has to realize the limitations of language. Uh, As I've often told people, uh, the map is not the territory. Uh, The menu is not the meal. The word is not the thing. There is a state of consciousness beyond the words, and you have to get beyond that. In order to expand my awareness of it, I volunteered for five years uh, to be on Thomas Keating's staff at the monastery in Snowmass, Colorado, and I wanted to find out, you know, first of all, what the monastic life was about, because I had read a lot of hagiography, and and uh, I can tell you uh, for sure, Anna, that uh, the monastery is no different than the than the world. We all live in the in the, in the monastic situation in the world. They have as, as many difficulties in the monastic setting as uh, we do in, in our world conditions. But one thing I did learn up there is the, the value of the silence because uh, I think as uh, it was Alan Watts who said, if we're going to listen to the divine call We have to stop talking, and thinking is just talking to ourselves. Uh, This doesn't denigrate the mind or its value or its its usefulness in our survival uh, modality for the human condition. But beyond the mind, there is this uh, this realm of reality of the divine that we can tap into through the stillness and the silence. The silence is not silent. It is a thunderous thing. The mystic Joel Goldsmith talks, wrote in his book, The Thunder of Silence, about many of the things that happen uh, in that silence. This this grace that comes through, this intelligence that comes through, the wisdom that we have beyond our knowledge. And uh, there are many, many techniques and methods that have been developed throughout the world. And I think, ultimately, each individual has to Uh, find one that is uh, most suitable for their particular uh, background, for their particular genetic formation, and what have you. Uh, But essentially, uh, what Thomas Keating teaches is an outgrowth of the book of The Cloud of Unknowing, where he simply takes a word, a word of one syllable, and sitting quietly in a comfortable space, he focuses on that word. Now, thoughts do come in while we sit, but the important thing to remember is that we have the ability to have thoughts, but we don't have to think about the thoughts. And as we sit there, and over a period of time as we develop this practice, say 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening, we begin to get closer and closer to that divine seed within us. And ultimately, as he points out in his book and in his diagrams, if this process continues, we not only have conscious contact with God, but we achieve a divine union. Now, that that is his particular method. Uh, There are people, you mentioned the breath, uh, Jack Cornfield in his book Insight Meditation, talks about pramayama, which is the breathing exercise, the focusing on the breath, and that's a very effective way also of achieving that silence and that quiet. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh presents in his book a walking meditation. You can walk, uh, you know, through the forest or in a beautiful setting and you can develop that meditative state. The, the one that I find to be most effective is the one taught by a spiritual teacher in uh, uh, called Shanti. I don't know whether you've ever heard of him, but uh, his, his method is just sit and let everything be as it is. Don't try to comment on it. Don't try to change it. Just be in that, Awareness, because ultimately the purity of that conscious contact evolves into uh, absolute spiritual awareness, knowing that all is one. We are not separate from anything, and in that state, uh, that is that parallels what Thomas Keating talks about in his state of divine union. But each individual. I think if if the intentionality is there and they find quiet time, that eventually they will improve that conscious awareness and they can integrate it into their daily lives in everything that they do. And the ultimate intent, of course, is to bridge that gap between the morning meditation and the evening meditation so that your entire day has some semblance of that awareness of that consciousness. This is the ultimate achievement, but there are many ways to do it. Uh, The retreat that I mentioned that I led uh, in uh, southern Colorado and and, and, in northwestern Nebraska in in October, uh, I started the one in Colorado 35 years ago. That group has been meeting Twice a year in May and in October, for the last thirty-five years, and they the, the attendance uh, this past weekend, not uh, two weeks ago, was eighty-two people, and they've had as many as a hundred and twenty, and but it averages somewhere around a hundred, give or take. And those people are all, you know, at different levels of consciousness, depending upon uh, their practice and. Your karma, or whatever you want to call that. It. It's a phenomenal process, and getting to that 11th step, I think, is, is uh, essential if there's going to be spiritual progress. The, the prior 10 steps uh, are essential to, you know, clear away the wreckage of the past, and they're psychological steps that condition the mind to prepare for that conscious contact. Mental prayer does help. There's no prayer that's ineffective at all works at one level or another. uh, One of the uh, spiritual teachers on the scene today is David Hawkins, who developed a map of consciousness that includes the meditative process, and he has developed uh, sort of a a map by which we could gauge our spiritual progress and if you've not read any of his works, I would recommend them highly. Uh, but there are many, many uh, there are poets that express the, the process, and and there are uh, a lot of good writers. And you know, if you want to get to somebody's standards, just read Shakespeare.
0: Right. How do you bridge that gap between the morning and evening meditation?
2: Say that again
0: how do you you spoke about bridging that gap between the morning meditation and the evening meditation is keeping that awareness of God during the busyness of the day? How do you work with that, Paul?
2: I just realized that I'm not in charge that I am a product of the universe. I have a right to be here. I'm a child of God, but God is. I, I could not, as Jesus said to Pilate, I could not raise one finger if, if, it not, if that power were not given to me from above. In other words, God works in us through us as us, and I have to get that condition, personality, out of the way and know that this is God's universe and that I am here as uh, you might say I've got an agency account. <laughs> And I'm here to enjoy the creative process, to enjoy life, to have that freedom, and to have that peace, uh, and just realize that I am one with the entire universe, and trying to focus on the now moment, giving very little attention to the past and the future, uh, and just being where I am with what I am and allowing things to evolve as they evolve, or uh, as Tony Parsons says in his book, as it is, just allowing uh, creation to unfold as it does minute by minute by minute.
0: Right. Um, You know, the second part of the 11th step is, of course, uh, sought to do, you know, prayed only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. So, how would you, in the light of what you're saying, uh, what would you say God's will is? And and this is going to have to be fast because we're going to our break's coming up. But we'll get you started and then we'll finish it off after the break. So, what, how would you say? How would you ex- express? You know that concept of God's will. I I'm, I don't know if you, if you would. Uh, maybe you wouldn't even say that that it's an action. Maybe I don't know. But.
2: It it is. A lot lot of the words that we think are nouns, like the ego and the uh, the, uh, false self system that Thomas Keating refers to, those are really, they have as much action elements in them, they're really uh, as much verbs as they are nouns.
0: All right, on that, on that note, we're going to take our break. And uh, we'll be right okay. back. And we invite people to participate by calling us or sending us an email. We'll be back in a moment.
5: Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word.
4: The present moment is the point of action in my life. My opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here. And right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment. Guided and supported by God, I live my best life now.
5: Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
1: Universe Responding Universe Responding Do you really transform that thought you've held in your mind into a reality in your life? How do you work in partnership with God to co-create the life that you've always imagined? One way is through the Universe Responding Spiritual Model for Life. Each week, Valerie Crabtree will share how to use the Universe Responding Elements and Principles to co-create your life through continuous communication with your higher power. She'll answer your questions using this practical, understandable concept, and your life will change. Listen to Universe Responding on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. to spirit of recovery the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus PhD if you have a question comment or experience with today's topic you'd like to share call us now or email us at spirit at unity.fm we now return to spirit of recovery
0: welcome back to spirit of recovery we're very glad that you're with us today And if you're just joining us, our topic is the 11th Step, Sought Through Prayer and Meditation. And my guest is Paul Timon. And uh, Paul has been pursuing actively and living this life of conscious contact with spirit for over 65 years. He uh, leads silent retreats. He's certainly well read in the area of mysticism and uh, the lives of the saints, and uh, all manner of spirituality. And he is also a person who is in recovery himself. So, Paul, before the break, I we were talking about the second part of the 11th step, which is prayed only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. And you were telling us uh, this idea that, Things that we maybe think are nouns really are verbs. Maybe things like God's will. I don't know. How do you? What's God's will, and how do you do it?
2: Well, the the, uh, the second part of that step, you you played only. The uh, the key word there is only, and if if we focus on that key word only, then you know we we minimize the prayer that we do for uh, abundance or prosperity or healing or whatnot. And and again, that doesn't denigrate the value of wanting that in the mental realm. But to get to the will of God, one has to go beyond the conceptual uh, arena. If you recall, many people uh, question what the term spiritual awakening uh, meant uh, to the general services offices. And the second appendix were, was uh, developed in an attempt to respond to that, and a reference was made to William James, uh, the psychologist, as having the educational variety. Uh, if you've read William James' Varieties of Religious Experience, you can see that it covers the whole realm and the chapter on mysticism, uh, he states very succinctly that the drunken consciousness is a part of the mystical consciousness. And that is uh, that I've validated in my own life. And when you study uh, history, you'll find that many uh, cultures... throughout the world have used herbs and drugs and alcohol in order to induce uh, this uh, uh, elevated state of consciousness that approaches the divine consciousness. So everybody has this this seed within them that is trying to find expression on the human plane, uh, to try to bring have it on nerve, so to speak, and that that is, you know, that is a good part of uh, taking communion or a glass of wine or whatnot, but on the other hand, the bilaterious effects of drugs and alcohol and some herbs is so great that you have to be very careful, uh, because uh, it's not That is not a natural way to achieve conscious contact. The natural way is through prayer and through meditation because ultimately it happens through grace. It's nothing that we do that brings us into higher, uh, into greater contact with God. The only thing that we can do is get out of the way, get our personalities out of the way, and allow things to happen. And there are a lot of, uh, as I say, there are many methods in which we can do this, but silence and stillness are keys. And if you just stop to think for a minute, Man, it, you know, we could not see any motion at all if it were not for the background of stillness. And we could not hear any sound if it were not for the background of silence. So there to find that spiritual realm which gives us the ultimate reality and the ultimate awareness of God's presence. Beyond the conceptual mind, beyond intellectual inquiry, there is this greater reality, and we can immerse ourselves in this through these periods of prayer and meditation.
0: You mentioned earlier, Paul, that you're pushing ninety years on this earth. Is your perspective on spir- this
2: as hard as I used to
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> is your perspective on spirituality any different today than it was sixty years ago?
2: The spirituality of you know, we are all one and all is spirit. It's the manifestation in the human condition that changes. The as the uh, dismantling of the false self system uh, has been progressive in my life. The uh, diminution of the egoic mind and the allowance of things to be as they are, living more in the moment, not reflecting upon the past or future. All of these elements of... In in the human plane, have altered substantially, but spirit, in and of itself, never changes. It's just getting back to that unchanging, uh, eternal awareness of God's presence.
0: Is your as you say you the you've you. Dismantle the egoic mind more and more how so yes. what is your i don't know how to ask this but what's your is your sense of self uh, more solid or do you how do you understand yourself today that you didn't maybe forty years ago
2: i i think the the most important change is that i I'm aware that simple being, the the feeling of simply being, is more important than any activity. When I reflect back in my career in the corporate world, you know, it was all doing, and most of my doing was the development of natural resources to make life easier for people on the human plane, the survival modality. But when you stop to think of everything that we do, we do it to get meaning out of it, to find value in it, and to achieve a state of being, of being happy, of being joyous, all of these abstract elements of our, our divine nature that we try to to expand and enhance in our awareness. And ultimately, the more our awareness expands, the more we achieve a state of spiritual progress.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Thank you for telling us about that. What would you say to people that are uh, new in recovery about how to develop that 11th step, that conscious contact?
2: Well, they have a mantra, and I'm sure you've heard of that, and they hey, hey, keep coming back. <laughs> Eventually, people hear uh, a story or share some experience where they they know how coming backing and powerful uh, drugs and alcohol are, uh, and how debilitating they can be, and that our purpose in life is to achieve our greatest potential, and that potential lies not in our human condition but in the evolution of our consciousness towards the divine. So clearing away the wreckage of the past or giving up control, abandoning ourselves to this purity of awareness of, of the fact that God's presence is everywhere, uh, grabbing hold of the five unity teachings <laughs> is a good path to follow. It really is a wonderful path and uh, just uh, focusing on the fact that, you know, we're not the center of the universe. We are a vital product of it. We are a child of the divine, and uh, we are uh, human beings having... We're we're spiritual beings having uh, a human experience. I think that awareness uh, kind of uh, dismantles the false self-system and brings us closer to the ultimate reality of who we truly are.
0: Right. Some people uh, feel like, oh, my mind can't get quiet, but I love to be of service. Is service a valid path to the divine or not? What do you think?
2: Service is very important because we are all one. And, you know, what we do unto the least of my brother, you do unto me. We're all part of this dynamic creative process that's going on, this play of consciousness. And uh, uh, what service does is, first of all, it, it uh, takes us out of our self-centered uh, modality and, and, we, uh, and gives us an opportunity to serve others, which uh, enhances our, our position and allows grace to come into our life. So it is service to others is very critical. It's not the end point, but it's a, it's a process towards the end point.
0: Right. Paul, thank you so much. You have uh, given us of the riches of your life and your uh, openness to spirit, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing with us from that bounty. I know that uh, all who are listening today have gotten a lot from it, and I uh, am certainly touched and uh, find myself uplifted by everything that we've talked about. So thanks so much for being with us.
2: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: You are welcome. And to all my listeners, knowing that next week, join us again. The topic is going to be Waking Up to Oneness. My guest is Reverend David Florence, and we're going to be talking about the idea of there being a difference between getting lost in ego or edging God out and uh, spiritual growth. So we'll talk about what it's what it means to wake up to that oneness with God. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. And know that you're in my thoughts and prayers. Be blessed.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD, and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. Committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org Looking for work
4: is work. But it can also be extremely rewarding, and it doesn't have to be difficult. Judy Pilot invites you to tune into Help Wanted, making the most of your job search. For practical advice about how to look for work, and create a consciousness of service and value that will help you put your best foot forward every step of the way. Get answers to your questions about resumes cover letters, searching online, and prepping for interviews, and learn how to organize a successful search strategy. Join Judy every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central for Help Wanted, making the most of your job search. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened.
1: This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Gattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity.
6: The Voice of an Awakening
0: World. Letting go in the
6: Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patris, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the MindBodySpirit.fm Podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.